Well, hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You braved the weather. Well done. You're the group that stayed and watched the Bengals game, and then you came to church. Is that, is that, is that this group? I mean, the Browns game. I mean, like, sorry, I, I forget where I'm at. My name's John. Uh, I, I get the privilege uh, to be one of the pastors here and to be able to lead this incredible ministry. Um, I'm grateful watching that video um, just to be a part of a ministry that rolls up its sleeves and goes into the community and uh, shows the love of Jesus. Doesn't just talk about it, but uh, you serve, you give, you dig in, and you show the gospel. You show what good news looks like. Um, so many of you that were here last year, you, uh, you gave sacrificially so that we could start that Jacket Cares program. And I just want to say thank you for your generosity. And I'm stepping out in faith and believing that this year will be no different. We have something exciting uh, to share later that we are going to get to do as we go into the new year with our local schools and beyond. Uh, if this is your first time here, uh, man, Welcome. I, I, let me be the first one to say welcome to the Island of Misfit Toys. Uh, that is who we are. That's what we uh, kind of say around here. We're all misfits, all right? And anybody who maybe you're coming in here and you're maybe like, I, I, I don't know if I would call myself a misfit. You are just by thinking that you're not, okay? Everybody's got stuff, all right? And we just believe everybody is a misfit and, and we just put it out there, right? Nobody's stuff doesn't stink. We all got stuff. So let's just lay it out and be honest with each other. Welcome. Uh, if you're here in the, in the, the really the, the only reason you're here is because you got drug here by your mom or your, you know, your wife. Uh, it's cool. It's totally cool. Like really, uh, you know, you came just to make them happy and get an extra present. Uh, really, uh, I'll make this as painless as, or pain-free as possible. Okay. Um, or, or maybe, you know, you're here and you're trying out church again, but every time you go to church before, like, it, it's just not your thing. You feel unwelcomed or uninvited or, or like, just like you don't belong. Or, or maybe you're here, um, and like a lot of us right now, um, you're, you're carrying around some stuff. Like, this year has been hard, or these last couple, or the last decade, <laughs> Maybe you're bringing some things in from the parking lot that you've been carrying around for a long time now. Like there's some of us that like we get really good at carrying around an invisible backpack. And we just, no one can see it, but we carry it every single day. A backpack full of like worry and anxiety and depression and, and abandonment and mistakes and stuff from the past that we just can't seem to shake. And so we just carry it around and it's just starting to weigh us down. And, and, and friends, I, I don't know like why you're here or what brought you here. And, you know, I hope maybe it's about Jesus and Christmas, but just, just call it out. Sometimes that's not why you end up here on Christmas, right? And it's okay, regardless of, of what reason you're here or why you're here, I want you to hear it from me, uh, a misfit, a guy who had it all, lost it all and found it in Jesus. Welcome. Welcome to this island of misfit toys. Welcome. Uh, there's a place for you in God's family. There's a place for you at his table. Uh, if you haven't guessed it yet, uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies is what? Rudolph. Right? Yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Thank you uh, to the student choir that heard me do this now like four times in a row. So <laughs> they know all the jokes. They're filling in. Thank you for that. Can you give them a round of applause for the students stepping up? Thank you, guys, gals. Appreciate you. 
Um, Rudolph was one of my favorite uh, cartoons growing up. And I, right now, to, to go forward, I actually need some help uh, from a student. Um, so if you are under the age of 12 years old and you would be willing to come up here on this platform and help me with this next section, could you raise your hands? I need help from somebody who is 12 or younger. She said no. She shook her head. Just raise your hand real high. I can barely see. I see a finger pointing this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on up. Yeah, come. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever it was, whoever gets up here first. Now, how old are you? 11, he said, with, with excitement. What's your name, man? Eli. Hi, Eli. I'm John. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right, so are you willing to help me? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. You have? You think? This is going to be awkward. <laughs> All right, do you, uh, so would you be okay if you have audience help if you need it? Would that be okay? Would you guys be willing to help Eli? Thank you for that. All right, so Eli, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, for those of you uh, who haven't seen Rudolph, just a little catch-up. Uh, so Rudolph is a reindeer, and he has a shiny nose, and he helps Santa. Uh, but before he helps Santa, he goes on this crazy adventure, right? And there's Yukon Cornelius and, and, and Hermie the elf, and they go on this adventure, and they find themselves uh, in an island with all these toys, right? And there's toys that nobody really wants. And they're misfits, and they, and they think that there's something wrong with them, all right? And so I have two questions for you. I want to see if you can get them right. And if you get them right, there may be something in it for you, all right? So uh, first question, out of all the toys that were there, there was a, there was a, a, a jack-in-the-box, okay? Do you know what a jack-in-the-box is? All right, so there was a jack-in-the-box. That's it right there. But his name isn't Jack, what is his name? Um, Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Good job. You nailed it. You got that. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. You, all you. All right, second question. We're, we're one for one, totally. All right, so second question. Um, on the island, there was toys, and one of the toys was a toy elephant. All right, now you got to look out there because you can't see this one. All right. So there was a toy elephant. What was different about this elephant? He had dots. He had dots, yes. Eli, man, that's amazing. Like, you nailed it. You did so good. You did so good, man. Hey, guess what? Uh, because you did so good, uh, I think you should get a gift. Is that cool? Would you like a gift at Christmas? All right, cool. All right. So uh, here, that's for you. So uh, I, got a, I got a question for you, though. Um, do you think with that gift you would be able to get yourself something, you know, like for yourself for Christmas? Could you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you be willing to use part of that gift to give a gift to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Good job, dude. Merry Christmas. Thank you for helping Eli. <laughs> you know, I don't know uh, if, if you ever saw that movie or not. Um, what hit me um, growing up is uh, I didn't really fit in a lot, and I had my own issues and my own stuff. Uh, what I loved about the movie is, is that movie, um, is, 
It has a really strong gospel message in it. If, if you are looking, you can see it. Right, that, that all of us are made unique. All of us, like each of us are made unique, different. Uh, we're called, purposed by God, fearfully and wonderfully made, made in his image. We're not meant to be carbon copies of each other. We're meant to be carbon copies of Jesus, right? But not carbon copies of each other. Like, I don't want your Instagram life. I want my life, the life that Jesus created me for, Amen. Like, like, like he's called you, purposed you, made you unique and special and different regardless of what anybody else says about you. There is a place for every single person in God's family, whether you're a Charlie in the box or an elephant with spots or a train with square wheels or a squirt gun that shoots jelly or a bird that can't fly, right? Like there's a place for you in God's family for all us misfits, Friends, would you welcome uh, to the platform right now one of my favorite misfits? He is going to lead us through the Christmas story found in the Gospel of Luke. Would you welcome my son, Noah? Wow, there's not a lot of people here. Last service was so packed. Sure. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Good job, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> the runoff stage is, is what gets me, right? I love teenagers. <laughs> nope, you're just a misfit like me, buddy. Uh, my friends, uh, my fellow misfits, uh, my Christmas message is really simple. It's, my, it's been my prayer uh, all week. It's just simply I want you to be overwhelmed by how much God loves you and how much you matter to God. Not, not, not know this, but for it to overwhelm your heart. That this Christmas there will be something a little different, a little unique, something uh, a little off It'll be just off enough to get your attention and remind you or tell you for the first time that in your heart, you feel it of how truly loved you are by God. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, and so forgive me if this is just uh, old news to you, but um, I want you to know that there is nothing you can do 
uh, to separate yourself from God's love. You, you, you don't have to earn it, right? Re, re, there's religion out there, right? And, and, and But friends, uh, Jesus uh, invites you into relationship and he says, you don't have to earn this with me. There's nothing that can separate you from God's love. Those aren't my words, that's God's word. Romans 8, 38, right? Like nothing can separate you. There's nothing you can do to make God love you any less. There's nothing you can do to make God love you any more. You, you, you are loved. You are loved beyond measure, right? And, and if that's true, and friends, I believe that it is true. I believe that with my whole heart. And it, what baffles my mind is that why then are there millions and millions of people all throughout the world that believe that God isn't for them? Like, why is that? Like that, that would that like that's confusing to me. That should be confusing to God's people, right? Like so, maybe for us that follow Jesus, maybe maybe um, we could kind of take a little ownership of that, and and maybe for us at Christmas we could make a decision that this coming year we're going to intentionally show all people that we are for them and that we love them, right? Like like we could do that, right? Four people said right. <laughs> Thank you, front row. Thank you. The front row said yes. Uh, thank you. Because God's uh, greatest commandment was to love God uh, with your whole heart, your mind, your strength, your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Man, what if God's people actually loved their neighbor? That'd be pretty cool. Imagine how like the world would change with that one simple thing. Maybe, I mean, if we're just being honest with each other, maybe you're here tonight and you actually are one of those people that you think that, or maybe you don't really know if God is for you or if God does love you. And, and, and maybe you've never really embraced that truth. And, and since you didn't embrace that truth, you've been embracing other truths. You've been embracing other things to find your identity, your belonging, or your worth. And, and friends, I get that. I did that for years. Like, I was a stage five clinger, all right, of all things that weren't God, right? <laughs> I understand that. And when you get into that place where you're embracing other things, you're clinging to other things to find your value and your self-worth and, and your identity, like, I, friends, at, at some point, like, I just got to ask, like, how's that working out for you? It gets exhausting when you're clinging to other things that don't actually sustain and don't deliver on their promises, right? And these last couple of years have shown us a lot of things, right? I don't know if you know this or not, but the last couple of years we've all gone through some things. Yeah, right? I don't need to tell you all those things, right? Like we've all gone through some things the last few years and, and none of us came out of the last couple of years like unscathed. Like, if the last couple of years didn't, like, actually affect you in, in what way, in any way, like, I'd like to know how did that happen, like, other than, like, you know, uh, Prozac or narcotics, like, how did you make it through if you came out unscathed? <laughs> like, I'd like to know, because the last couple of years, they showed us kind of, like, where maybe we were holding on to things that didn't provide. We, we were clinging to some things that, that, like, when it fell apart, like, we were like, oh, what do we do now? Right? Maybe, maybe it was with finances or a business that shut down or relationships that ended or, or, or things that didn't go the way you wanted or, or things didn't go the way you planned or, or, or like the rug got pulled out from underneath you and, and you didn't see it coming and now you feel lost and abandoned or, or just completely alone. 
And when that happens, there's this moment that all of us can kind of get to where we start to ask the question, what if the thing I've been holding onto isn't actually going to sustain me? What do I do then? And see, friends, the bottom line is, is what we cling to is where our hope is. So what are you clinging to? Is it... Is it something that's actually going to give you a firm foundation? Is it something that will actually deliver on, on its promises? We're all clinging to something, all of us, every single one of us. Uh, there's a clip from a, another Christmas movie that uh, I just love, and uh, it's, it's about, it shows one of our friends uh, that maybe some of us grew up with, and there's something that he clings to. Uh, check out this video. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, right. Amen. That's what Christmas is all about. So uh, you got Charlie Brown, and then who's the other character? His name is Linus, right? And Linus is always clinging to his what? His, his blanket, right? It never goes anywhere without his blanket, right? It's always with him. It's always, he's holding on to it. That, that's his thing, right? But did you notice what happens when Linus said, fear not? What did he do? He dropped his blanket. See, the good news of Jesus, um, it invites you to drop the things that you've been holding on to that aren't going to actually sustain you. It invites you to hold on to something that will actually provide that will actually make it through and invite you into an incredible life, an abundant life. So I would ask, like, well, what are you holding on to? And, and maybe is it time to drop the blanket? Like, you don't have to be afraid. I mean, some, some of you may be like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. Okay, but what are you worried about? What do you, what, what do you have some anxious thoughts about? What do you have concerns about? What, what's keeping you up at night? Like, what is the thing that has changed in your life that you've got some, some unrest and uneasiness? Maybe you're holding on to something. It's just time to drop the blanket, Right? Whatever that thing is that you've been clinging to for purpose or belonging or, or value or self-worth, friends, I love you enough to tell you the truth. If it isn't Jesus, it will fail you. And friends, if Jesus is, you know, your Lord and leader, if you've made that decision and that's who you are, like, then I invite you to drop the blanket and cling to his commandment to love your neighbor. 
Like, what's the one thing you could do this week? How about tomorrow? Right? Like, John, you wouldn't ask me to do something on Christmas, would you? Yes, I would. <laughs> you know, because tomorrow's all about, you know, celebrating Jesus and, like, really, you know, giving back to him, right? Uh, so that's what Christmas is all about. So what's actually one thing you could do tomorrow to love your neighbor? Right? I mean, you're going to eat, right? Maybe you take a plate of food next door to your neighbor. Um, because, friends, more often than not, uh, there are so many neighbors right around us that are, that are desperate and are lonely and are alone this Christmas right now. Maybe you already have the cookies. They're sitting there, right? They're sitting there. Uh, maybe you just put an extra plate together and you just walk next door and you just knock on the door. It's okay. You're going to get through it. You do, don't worry. They're not going to yell at you, okay? And you just knock on the door and you just say, Merry Christmas. That's it. You could do that, right? We could do that. Or, or maybe there's a gift you have that you could, you know, you didn't want and you don't want and you could re-gift, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Like, and you could re-gift and you could say, hey, Merry Christmas with whatever that is. But, but you might love it. Maybe you could serve. Maybe, maybe there's, the point is that everybody could do something to love their neighbor if you've already made the decision to follow Jesus, so celebrate him by serving him. His word says that, the, you know, if you did something for the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you're doing it for me. Maybe you could serve Jesus. Uh, like, what would it look like? Like, here's what I've figured out over the years is that the more you show God's love, the more you are overwhelmed by God's love. Like this past year, it has become overwhelming the number of people in our community who are entering into this Christmas season walking through pain and loss. There's been so much change and confusion and disorientation and things uh, truly, they may be off for you this Christmas. Um, and under the tree, it may look a little different this year. I just, listen, um, your worth is not found in what you place under the tree but in the one who was nailed to a tree, right? Maybe, maybe we could fix our eyes on the one who will sustain us and give us hope throughout this season. He's the only one that can offer peace where there's chaos. He, he's the only one that can offer like, you know, like, like truly that ability to get through, to persevere, whatever it is you're going through. He's the only one that will bring rest for your soul. Like that's the good news that the angels were singing about. That's the good news that, of why they showed up. It wasn't just good news, a baby in a manger. That's, like, that, that's good news. Like no, the good news is that a king stepped down from his throne to die for you. To die for you. That he would take on all of our stuff and that he would replace and he would take it on for you, for me. Like, I don't know many fathers that would sacrifice their son for you. Like, he loves you that much. That's good news. That there's a God in heaven who, who sent his son, that anyone that would believe in him, like, they, that wouldn't perish, they would have everlasting life, Right? That he stepped down, like he became flesh. John, uh, John 1.14, it says that Jesus, 
He, he took on flesh and blood. He became a human being and he lived here with us. And, and, and we got to see his true glory, the glory of the only son of the father and from him the complete gifts of undeserved grace and truth. They came down to all of us. Friends, I don't know what your spiritual religious background is, but, but I want you to know that Jesus did not come here to condemn you. He came here to love you. That's John 3, 17. A lot of us know John 3, 16 from the football games, right? But John 3, 17 says that he didn't come here to condemn us, but to love us, to love you because you are worth loving. You are worth saving. Your marriage is worth saving. Your, your kids are worth saving. Your grandparents are worth saving. Your, your dreams, your, your crazy ideas that, that you want to pursue are worth saving. So whatever it is you got going on, and, and I don't know what it is, but I know Jesus does. He invites you in and he says, fear not. Do not be afraid. God is for you. He is with you. And friends, he loves you. His grace will save you and the truth of his love will set you free. I pray that this truth overwhelms your heart this Christmas. Uh, Father, uh, I come before you right now and I just say thank you for your son. Thank you for how uh, you came to this earth. You didn't have to, but you did. That you brought hope to this weary world. I thank you for your son. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. It's in your name that all God's people said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, uh, every Christmas Eve, uh, there is an offering that we take and, and we use that offering uh, to use those resources to bring hope to our community right here around us and around the world. Um, and it's been an incredible tradition that we will continue again this year. Um, it, it boggles my mind uh, when I think about this ministry and it being around for over a hundred years. Like not a lot of churches, like I'll just say it, not a lot of churches last over a hundred years, right? And so for over a hundred years, this ministry has been a pillar in the community, bringing hope to the world and to the community around us. And so I, uh, I want to share with you that this year we have an opportunity to invest into life transformation for students and the next generation right here next door and around the world. I want you to check out this video. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus is asked the question of what's the most important commandment or what's the most important thing we should be doing, right? And Jesus responds, he says, well, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, basically like with everything you've got, love God. And then he says, and love your neighbor as yourself, that these two commandments are equal and one is equal to the other. And then the guy who's asking him, he says, well, uh, who's my neighbor? And that's such a great question, right? Who is my neighbor? Who should I love? 
As a next-gen system, we are committed to creating communities that all they care about is belonging. We care about our students belonging. We care about them getting into communities that encourage development, that encourage them reaching their, their talents and their potential that God has given them. Uh, and we care about their transformation of their heart, soul, and mind. So for us, uh, we really do believe that we can create those anywhere, anytime, whether that's in schools, whether that's in community buildings, whether that's in churches, um, we can do that anywhere with the right people who have the right training. So we believe that we can do this by changing the world around us one life at a time. That there is someone in every single one of our lives that needs the hope of Jesus. Our students realize that, they know that, they're going after that, and they're going after that anywhere, whether that's a friend group, whether that's a family, whether that's in their class, or the student who sits alone at lunch. All of these things are a big deal to us. This is just creating this community of belonging. This is where Jesus works his best. So as a young leader, I was given up on pretty early and I, and I set out to make it to where every single church that I would be a part of just really cared about the next generation and really cared about creating these spaces of belonging that we wouldn't give up on anyone a little too early because uh, if we're being honest, Jesus doesn't. So as leaders, we have an incredible opportunity set before us that, hey, the next generation is here, they're waiting, and they actually want to belong. And so we can give that to them. Really, it all comes down to this. Do we want the younger generation more than the world around us wants them? If our answer is yes to that, then we're gonna get them. My only question to you is, will you help make this happen? Hey y'all, I am inviting you in, into a life filled with joy and excitement. That's what we get to experience as we lean into caring for the least of these locally and globally. So many kids and families in our local cities and around the world need to know about the love of Jesus. Not only do they need to hear about this love, they need to experience it. They need to experience hope. That's what God's calling us into this season and every season. He's calling us to show and share His message of hope. I'm so excited to see how he will use our obedience to change the world around us through partnerships here in Cincinnati and in countries around the world. Partnerships like Stadia, who plant churches and care for kids, and partnerships with our schools. New opportunities with Southwest and Lawrenceburg will allow us to tackle the mental health crisis our students are facing. We'll continue to partner with Three Rivers through ministries like Backpack Club with our community pantry. That's just how his kingdom works. He uses people like me and you to make an eternal difference. Gosh, I have needed hope myself in many seasons, as a student or just a couple years ago when I lost my husband to cancer. What got me through each one of those seasons was the hope of Jesus, tangibly shown to me by God's people, you. We get to be used by God to step into people's lives, whatever it is they're going through, and offer them hope. We have an opportunity to give God all that we've got to make a kingdom impact. Will you help make this happen? Yo, what's up everybody? You know what gets me amped up? Getting together with all of you to worship God with music, praise Him for how good He is, and celebrate all that He's doing in us and through us right here in Cleves and throughout the Cincinnati area. If I haven't told you this face-to-face -face yet, yo, I want you to know that you matter. From the moment you step onto our campus, from the parking lot to grabbing some coffee, to being a part of any of our worship experiences, we want you to know that we care about your story, your heart, and the potential God sees in you to change the world. Yo, if I'm being honest, I didn't always believe this. 
It wasn't until I actually started investing into a personal relationship with Jesus and started gathering together with other Jesus followers that I started noticing my life was actually changing. And I started believing God has an incredible plan for me. Fam, God has entrusted us with such an awesome facility and we want to use it to its fullest potential, to see countless lives transformed and to unleash hope throughout the community from the stages in Harbortown, the youth space, and this awesome platform that I'm standing on right now. Not only can we proclaim the gospel in person and online, but we're gearing up to equip and mobilize God's people so that they can go into their own places of influence to expand God's kingdom here on earth. Will you help make this happen? At Whitewater, we believe that our neighbor is whoever Jesus died for. Well, uh, God's word says that Jesus died for the world, for God so loved the world world that he gave his only son uh, for unto us, us the world. So the world is our neighbor, whether that neighbor is literally next door or that neighbor is halfway around the world, we believe we are supposed to love them and love them with everything we've got. For Whitewater, for us specifically, we actually want to lean in even more and say, all right, when it comes to our neighbors, we want to care for our neighbors who are the next generation, caring for kids and students of all ages uh, and through our local schools and through partnerships around the world. And so this is where I want to invite you in because friends, uh, we need your help. We need your help to start new initiatives with our local school districts, new initiatives through our global partners like with Stadia. We need your help to help make this happen. Right now, uh, we're walking through all sorts of challenges just like everybody else. I'll start. What's up, y'all? No, that'd be cool though. <laughs> we're, just, we're just doing a video for the church. I'm one of the pastors next door. Oh, we all play basketball. I know. I know. Nice. I know. I you did? Oh, Stop it. it. I swear to God. I think That's crazy. What's you up, know, man? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? You good? Can yeah. we more video? That's <laughs> Axel. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so what are you be talking about? Oh, we're just shooting a video talking about, hey, man, we should take care of kids. You think that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? The church has helped me out a lot. The church has helped you out a lot? Food. Yeah? You guys get food? Yeah, they give us granola bar and the food gets up for free. All right. I'm very thankful for that. Thanks, man. They've helped me out so much. They kept me off the streets sometimes every day. That's crazy, man. So, you know, when you when you decide like, hey, we're gonna shoot a video because we need to shoot a video, you never know what God's gonna do with that video. And so we decided, hey, let's just go, if we're gonna talk about loving our neighbors, let's go next door to our neighbors, uh, to one of our friend's houses. I'm not gonna tell you which friend, but you know who you are if you're watching. Um, and we're like, we'll just set up at our house. And, and then these kids show up right at the same time that we're saying like, hey, we wanna love kids really well. And then to hear some of the things they just said, and I promise you, I did not prompt them. I didn't give them a script to say it. It was beautiful to just hear them genuinely say how our ministry has been caring for them and loving them. Uh, friends, this is what we're all about. This is what we need help with. We want to magnify this at 10x across this region and around the world. Uh, will you help make this happen? Will you help us continue to be a good neighbor, a great neighbor to our next door neighbors, as well as our neighbors around the world? Specifically, will you uh, prayerfully consider giving financially uh, to the HOPE initiative? Uh, whether that's today, right now, or whether that's uh, through year-end giving, or at our Christmas Eve services, will you prayerfully consider giving above and beyond 
so that we can continue to be good neighbors. Friends, I love you, and I love being on mission with each of you. Uh, together, I can't wait to see what God's gonna do in us and through us. Sure, yeah, amen. Praise God. Uh, so friends, um, I am inviting you in to help us uh, make those things a reality. Um, but we need your help. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we started a HOPE initiative, an opportunity for people to invest into life transformation. I'm not inviting you into a building campaign. That's great. I'm inviting you into a people campaign. I'm inviting you to invest into the life transformation of the next generation for generations to come. And so, uh, friends, uh, with your help, we are going to start new initiatives like Jacket Cares that we saw that video earlier, right? That we started at, at Three Rivers uh, last year. Well, this year we have an opportunity to start Wildcats Care at Southwest local schools because Southwest heard about Jacket Cares and said, hey, we've got a lot of need for like emotional and mental health needs and physical needs for our students here. Could you help make that happen here? And we're like, all right, let's see if we can do that. We need help. We have a, we have a dream uh, that we actually want to start a Cardinals care and a Tigers care. And we want to start a, a program like Jacket Cares in every school district in this region. Will you help make this happen? We want to partner with Stadia, a global church planning organization that plants new churches strategically focused on reaching kids students and families that are living in abject poverty all over the world because starting new churches is a number one way to reach lost people. We need your help. Will you help make this happen? Friends, with your help, we can do this. We can care for this beautiful facility as we aim these resources outward to bring hope to the healing and the, the, the need that is all around us. We can do this together. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to sing a song. That's why all the kids are back up. I'm sure you figured that out. We're going to sing a song together. We're going to praise God. And during this song, I invite you to give. You can, uh, you can give uh, by going to our website. Uh, you can go to ifoundhope.com and you can click give. You can use the QR code. Uh, we're going old school right now. You can, we're actually going to pass some bags in a minute. So if you're still a check writer, that's cool. Get your checkbook out now. Go ahead. Uh, or if you got cash, that's great. You can bring the cash. You can dump that into the bag as it is passed. Uh, during this song that we're gonna sing, it's okay if you need to have a conversation with whoever you came with. Like if you need to say like, hey, are we giving to this thing? Like, or, or like, hey, how much are we giving to this thing? Like, it's okay, you can have the conversation. You're not the only one who needs to have the conversation, right? Uh, you can do that during this song, it's okay. So we're gonna sing, we're gonna praise God. I'm gonna pray and friends, we're gonna give and together we're gonna bring hope to thousands of kids that are in need right next door and around the world. Let me pray. Father, uh, I thank you uh, that you invite us into your mission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit, teaching them to obey all the commands that you have given us. Thank you for that invitation. I ask for your blessing and your favor over this hope initiative as we carry out this mission to our neighbors next door and around the world. Father, have your way with us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.